Hi everybody, it's Joey Remini here from seekingbalance.com.au. I'm a vestibular audiologist, neuroplasticity therapist, and I'm the author of Rocksteady, a book I released recently and is being re-released and redistributed out into the world of bookshops and trade this September, along with my audio book. So that's something we're looking forward to in 2021. Today, I'm really pleased to meet with another beautiful member of my Rocksteady community. Her name is Lynn. She's in the USA. It's a real treat for me to meet my community members because we are scattered all over the world and we all have this common story of basically feeling like we're crazy, feeling abnormal, feeling isolated, perhaps depressed, anxious, withdrawn, loss of confidence, hopeless, hopeless, powerless. It's just amazing how this this similar story is just literally across all the continents, across the globe, men and women, young and old. And the reason we feel that way is because we have sensory disruption, sensory distortion, some kind of not quite right sound or sensation in our body. And the medical world and health professionals are largely not sure what to do about it, how to explain it, how to diagnose us or how to help us heal. And this is where Rocksteady began. And this is what the Rocksteady community is about. It's about learning to use neuroplasticity, which is the body and brain's capacity to change its neural connections and neural wirings. So we can actually develop new normal sensory pathways that, that feel at ease again, feel confident again, feel peaceful again, um, or sound peaceful again for those with tinnitus. So it's a really exciting community. It's about really bridging the, the gift of science and modern medicine with the ancient wisdom of the East. And my background's in yoga and mindfulness, which is really heavily woven into neuroplasticity and neuroscience. So for me, this is my jam. This is what I love to talk about. Now, Lynn from the USA is a sprightly 73-year-old who has volunteered to talk about how taking this journey has changed her life. So Lynn, welcome to the call. And I would love to invite you to perhaps just start by saying, why did you read Rocksteady and how did you find the book? Um, I found you on one of those YouTube videos and uh, I said, I got to get the book. So the book was amazing. I'm going to read it maybe again after that too. It's, it's, like a, it's like a Bible. You have to keep reading it every day to reinforce all the good thoughts and that was a beautiful prayer that yeah. we did. So tell us, what are some of the take-home messages that you remember? If you think about Lynn before Rocksteady and Lynn after Rocksteady, what are some of the key, the simple kind of key changes to your life that happened that your family members are starting to comment on? That's, yes, I'm, um, I'm happier. I'm more energetic. I'm getting out of the house isolated um feeling very hopeful you I, I i'll say it again you're you're really like an angel although i'm sure you're human and you're annoying sometimes like i am also we all are but you have a really good heart you 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 have a lot of good there and your empathy and your caring and your positivity and you're you're like a cheerleader you reassure me you make me feel so good and I felt like I was just talking to you in the book. It wasn't, it's, you're really unusual. You're one of a kind. And, feeling like yeah. and they're beautiful key feeling words and neuroplasticity does come back to feeling, you know, it's not about talking about what we don't want or, um, 
you know, it's not about doing things. It's not like a physiotherapy where you just repeat, repeat, repeat. It's actually saying, well, how do I want to feel while I live my life? And and feeling hopeful has been a really key word you keep bringing up because we had a little yeah. chat prior to hitting record because it is so deflating and depleting to feel hopeless, to feel misunderstood, to feel abnormal, to feel crazy. I mean, nobody wants to go there. However, so many of us arrive there eventually Googling it on YouTube. And then that's often how we find this community that we share together. So feeling hopeful was one of your key words. What were some of your other key feeling words such as, did you want to feel steadiness or confidence or capacity in your body? What were some of your other rock steady key feeling words that you were working on building with neuroplasticity? Uh, to, to calm myself when I get frightened. Mm -hmm. It's funny, it, it, it's true. If I say to myself, I want to be calm. Yeah. I'm not saying, it's not like goes away totally, but it's better. Yeah. It's better than saying, oh, I can't stand this. I'm going crazy. That doesn't help. Correct. And then let's link it. So that's kind of like the emotional language is talking about feelings, the mental aspect. So it's a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual process of healing. Emotions is talking about those, those key feeling words of how we want to feel in any situation in our body and how we want to work through difficult feelings such as fear and having all the tools to face that and move towards that really gently in, in a supportive, reassuring way. Then the mental part is this conversation you're having with yourself. It's about having the clarity of thought to say, well, I would like to go out for dinner rather than stay home. And I would like to take this sense of calm and my tools and my strategies that help me to feel calm I want to take them with me and so we have a little bit of a mental kind of process going on that's helping to prepare us for what will then be the physical part of the healing which will be getting off the couch or getting out of bed getting dressed putting our lipstick on and going and meeting people out for dinner which previously we may have chosen not to do so there's kind of physical outcomes physical behaviors physical actions which are all linked into that that mental emotional process of getting clarity about how we want to feel and how we want to treat ourselves and having this inner dialogue and conversation with ourselves at the mental level and at the spiritual level actually I would say it comes down to that hope piece and believing in ourselves enough to have the resources and the strength and the grace to actually leave the house and to actually attempt reversing the diagnosis which I think in your case is triple PD is that right? uh they said i have vestibular migraine vestibular migraine okay so, yeah we, we hold the diagnosis lightly because you see one doctor and they say vestibular migraine you see another doctor they say triple pd and yeah. honestly we can have both it can depend on the day and both doctors can be very accurate so the diagnosis is there and the the belief the spiritual piece is okay who do i believe do i believe the internet or the conversations or the Facebook groups that are telling me there's no cure and I'm stuck forever? Or do I believe in this new approach and this new science that says, actually, I can change my neural pathways and I can reverse the, these conditions. I can respond to my body's messages. I can treat myself kindly and I can rewire, reset and recalibrate my sensory system. Do I believe, do I have the belief system in myself to navigate? To navigate? how I go about doing that. So in this really simple example of just going out for dinner, which for, which, which for Lynn was actually kind of a big deal and a, and a really exciting celebration, there's a lot going on neurologically. We've got the spiritual piece of belief and actually 
having the motivation to, to even consider doing it. Right. We have the emotional and mental piece, that conversation of, okay, well, if I'm going to go out for dinner, how do I meet my fear with calm? Because that's what I'm choosing is my goal. And then, of course, there's the physical piece of physically getting up, getting dressed, getting ready and being with human beings in a very physical sense and then having to potentially leave early if we feel overwhelmed or tired or fatigued and, and having that sense of physicality about the process. So how are you going? How has this changed, um, I suppose, your day-to-day -day approach to yourself and your life as you begin to break down the power you have because really if you believe you can do something you're more likely to navigate the mental emotional physical journey that follows the idea right. yeah well it gives you the confidence to take steps whatever it is yeah you know cleaning up the house or whatever you know so yeah um I have a, a, I don't know if anybody else, well, I'm sure other people have, but I have a thing with my loved ones, the people close to me, uh, you know, they don't really get it and I'm not mad at them, I'm just frustrated. But when I say to them, oh, I, I'm not feeling right now, I have to go. I always do, they're saying, oh, she's drama queen. <laughs> like, they don't, I don't think they really get it and they love me and everything. And that hurts me so much. It hurts me and I feel terribly alone from that. What, what can you tell me? How can I be strong and have compassion for them, not be angry at them, not be disappointed and, and feel confident that I'm allowed to leave. And even if I wish I could on like that too. And even if they don't understand, that's their thing. I'm, I'm not feeling well. I have the right to go home now, take care of myself. Yeah. <clears throat> so I would say... So part of that process you're talking about is really the self-honesty and the self-reassurance. So the honesty piece is about going, <clears throat> if I'm honest, I'm angry, I'm frustrated. They don't understand me. They're like treating me like I'm neurotic. I'm not neurotic. I'm just not feeling well and I need to take care of myself. And that's just the way it is for me in this moment. But I'm feeling angry about this judgment that I'm perceiving. Right. And the reality is, is, we can't expect anyone to understand what we feel. It's physically impossible. You know, we can describe our feelings. We can give it color, shape, form, and all these beautiful poetic descriptions, but no one can ever jump into our being and literally sense and feel our neural pathways and patterns. It's, it's just not possible. So the fact we expect other people to understand us is setting us up for failure. So part of neuroplasticity is starting to realize, oh, okay, this is my stuff. This is my inner world. As much as I'd love other people to understand me, they can't, you know. And, and I say to people, you know, I have a great sense of understanding because I've been through it and I've seen thousands of patients, thousands of clients. I have a great sense of understanding and empathy, but I don't understand you and I can't understand you. And it's really important to see that difference. Like I can't teletransport myself as a therapist into your body and go, oh, okay, this is what it's like to be Lynn, right? You know, I don't have that skill, no one does. So this idea of being understood by Joey is actually an illusion. I don't actually understand anyone. However, I have a great understanding of the path and the process because I've been through it in my own way. I understand my path. And that's where my empathy and capacity to relate comes from. 
But when it comes to this reassurance piece, it's exactly what you just described. You have to give it to yourself. You have to say, no, I'm not crazy. It's okay to leave early. And they don't understand and that's okay. They're busy with their own lives. You know, it's hard to understand every human being on the planet and they're actually busy with their stuff because they will have their own physical, mental, emotional, spiritual road jams going on. One thing you can do, and this is for all listeners, this is not directed just at Lynn, but this book really explains a lot about what we feel, why we feel, and, and, you know, why we feel so stuck and abandoned and debilitated. And it's perfect to give this book to your loved ones. If there's a very special person in your life or a special therapist, whether it be a psychologist, psychotherapist, audiologist, physiotherapist, doctor, neurologist, ENT, give them this book because the book will help them understand those missing pieces and help them understand what you're going through and the healing journey ahead of you that you have to embrace. And and we do need a support team. And that's part of the Rocksteady journey is identifying who your support people are. They can't understand you, but they can understand the process. So by sharing my book with your support team, that can also give you like another avenue of, of, of discussion. And then you can just say to people, rather than, I don't feel well, I'm going home early. You can say, as part of my neuroplasticity experiment, I'm focusing on calm tonight. And in order to do that right now, I'm, I'm actually going to take myself home and run a bath. It's a totally different story to I don't feel well. It's saying I'm strengthening my calm pathways. And this dinner party is now a little bit too late and too loud for me. So I'm just going to say good night and run the bath for myself. You know, thanks for understanding. So you're coming at it from more of a exploring neuroplasticity project and taking care of myself instead of a why don't you understand me I don't feel well I need to leave this is too loud right it's a it's just different language and the book gives you that language and both parties can understand it better even if even I feel like they're mocking me a little bit or they're like I send things I've sent them uh some paragraphs from here, they, they would, they wouldn't, no, no, they should read it. It's a wonderful book. They don't have time, you know, I don't know. It, it's, it's like, I'm a mom and I'm a grandma. And I think, until, I think I if, know, if you pause, if you pause for a moment though, you got to come back to those steps of honesty. And if you're feeling mocked, just share that with them. Just say, you probably don't mean this. But when you respond in that way, I feel mocked. This is really important to me. Um, The people who I invite on my support team, I'm going to ask to read this book. And what I'm hearing from you is you don't have time or space to really be on my support team. And that's okay. But I'm actually going to, I'm going to gather five people or three people, however many people you need. And these are people who are non-judgmental, who make time for you and who do read the book. And it could just be you're not asking the right people. I need some. I need some people. Yeah, I do book thing on the Vita, you know, Vita and, and your Facebook group. That's very nice, yeah. But I don't know. it's it's I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's tough sometimes, you yeah. know. It's very tough. So look, thanks so much for your time today. It's great to see that you're in process. Do you yeah. have any closing words? Um, it sounds like. 
the journey for you at the moment is very much a personal one and you can't lean on other people, which is it, which is kind of a toxic trap. We want other people to hold us. We want other people to support us. We want other people to understand. We want yeah. other people to reassure us. But for so many people on the planet, they're alone and they don't have a support team. And for whatever reason, that's the, that's the situation and circumstance. And so they're having to really step up their sense of self-reassurance self-support self-understanding self-compassion and and really tapping into their inner strength resources which by the way was my journey i i really did this alone um and that's what motivated me to build the rocksteady community because i was so alone despite my attempts to develop support teams so if people have support teams you're very gifted and very lucky if you don't that's really an invitation to step up that inner community and the inner sense of support. And so I'm, sent, I'm, I'm feeling from you, Lynn, at your beautiful age of 73, your inner selves are saying, you've got this, Lynn. You don't need to lean on other people. So, you know, keep, keep right. exploring the process and finding that courage and that strength within because you've got it. Okay. Thank you. That was very sweet. Thank you. That's helpful. It's very important, and you gave me, you give me a lot of hope. The book, great book, Rock Study. I just told PT, my physical therapist, who does my neck, my back. He wrote this. And he said, "I'm getting this." Yeah. Book out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's it's it really is a very important read for anybody working with sensory disruptions and sensory distortions. Um, it really is that game changing piece, and it, I, you know, I think self accountability and self responsibility. What do you think about those words? They're kind of, they're almost confronting words, aren't they? Self-accountability, self-responsibility. Yeah, it's like grown-up, adult yeah. time. I know, you've got to be a grown-up, you know, self-study. You know, th yeah. these are really the missing pieces to the puzzle. We're so often externalizing, fix me, fix me, give me a drug, give me a device, give me an exercise, give me a process. Whereas the rock study process is about saying, no, we can't prescribe this for you. You have to pause and listen and take responsibility for how you respond to what your sensory system is asking for. And I think this self-accountability, self-responsibility is not very sexy. However, it can lead to very sexy results. So it is, it, it is a conversation we kind of have to have. And it's, a, um, it's shifting away from that expert authoritarian model of um, somebody else fixing me. Or somebody else okay. and it can, it can build a lot of confidence and that's a very sad feeling to be confident so that's what i think what you're saying you 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 rely on yourself you yeah. get strong and you go i got this yeah i'm in charge and that's a very sexy good feeling <laughs> it really is honestly i and and, and you know, I don't say that lightly. A lot of people um, shut down their sexuality and sensuality when they have these symptoms because they just have so much uh, fear and anxiety and body issues. And, and once we reverse all of that and we do develop our new normal, which is the title of Chapter 10, New Normal, and building those new normal pathways where we feel stronger, we feel confident, we feel at peace, we feel at ease, and we started to automate those new neural pathways, we actually do feel more sexy. And that is a, a beautiful result because sexiness comes from sensuality and sensuality comes from the senses. Like it's all connected. And when our senses are conflicting us or disrupted, it's actually really hard to relax into a sensual space. And so it, it, it's kind of um, 
the whole person therapy means we're, we're talking about all of us. We don't just talk about the ears or just the brain. It's actually the whole lived human experience. So um, it can be a very sexy conversation too, which is, which is fun to look forward to if you're listening to this and thinking, oh my God, I've forgotten what it feels like to be sexy. You can get that back too. That can be certainly part of renormalizing and, and coming back to being a healthy, vibrant human being. So well, what, I meant by, what I meant by necessarily a uh, man, woman kind of thing, I meant sexy because sexy is like, I feel, yeah, I agree. I'm, a, I'm a terrific woman. I'm, you know what I mean? That kind of sexy. Not, I mean, it could, yes, it could be. It's with, all of it. It's all of it. Sexy feelings start with us and start with how we feel in our body on our own. It's a sensuality. And it doesn't actually have anything to do with anybody else on the planet. It's a personal relationship to our body. And it's something we build on our own in our own inner world, which is all part of the neuroplasticity process. So, yeah, we hear you and we agree. And there's no reason to not have that sensuality and sexy confidence all the way through to our 90s. Or I've never had a client who's 100, but, you know, I don't, I don't think it has to stop because of age. No, my mom was 95 and she said when she watched Crow, she said she felt a little something in her heart. Gorgeous. You know, Russell Crow. Yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. All right, Lynn, thanks. thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you keep, so much. Keep up the Rocksteady process and the Rocksteady path. Keep believing in yourself. Keep investigating and, and keep up all these beautiful changes you're implementing that your family are noticing. You're more confident. You're more relaxed. You're able to do more now. You're not as housebound. Let's celebrate yeah. every step of the way. You're on track. Yeah, I, I reached a point after many years. I'm just ready to nail this. Okay, thank you. <laughs> right, bless. I'm Joey Remini from seekingbalance.com.au. Jump on my website. You can learn about my book, which is being re-released as a second print going through. We're adding an index for easy referencing so you can carry it around a little bit like a Bible. A lot of people are taking this book with them everywhere and they're looking up keywords when they feel stuck in daily life. The audio book's also coming out September 7th. I'm going to be hosting a book launch, which everybody is welcome to. That's open to the public. And on my website, you'll find not only um, information about the book, but loads of free resources. It's a, it's a great educational hub. And I also offer self-study programs that you can purchase if you wish. So seekingbalance.com.au. And it's a little bye for now.